You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, my name is Zeke Robison, and this is Tech in 2, the coronavirus update from Wired. Here's what you should know. The vaccine emoji got a new look this week. It was originally designed as a syringe and used to discuss things like blood donations, drug use, or even getting a tattoo. The original icon included a bright red barrel and a droplet of blood spurting out of the needle, which isn't exactly the picture of inoculation. So with a historic campaign to vaccinate the public against COVID-19 underway, Apple has redesigned the emoji and it rolled out with the release of iOS 14.5 on Monday. The new syringe swaps the sanguine color palette for a more versatile blue-gray hue and gets rid of the droplet of blood. How would you deploy an emergency shelter easily? Last week, in the journal Nature, an unprecedented collection of inflatable origami options were presented. Folded from either cardboard or corrugated plastic sheets, the pieces snap into place with pressure from an air pump and hold their own without it. Some of the examples are trinket-sized and look like starbursts or triangular fortune cookies. Others are much larger. If you're thinking we already have a well-known deployable shelter, camping tents, true, but assembling one into an enclosed space takes time. You have to link metal bars, thread them through narrow holes in fabric, and lock it all into place. Setting up bar-based structures in mass takes even more time in hands. An ideal emergency shelter gets set up quick when it's needed and comes down quick when it's needed elsewhere. And American social media platforms have long sought to present themselves as venues for unfettered free expression. The pandemic made a mockery of that idea. In the context of a global public health emergency, companies like Facebook, Twitter, and Google began removing posts containing misleading information about the coronavirus, which required them to make judgments about truth and falsity. Turns out, major platforms' policies aren't inspired by the First Amendment, and that's a good thing, at least according to legal scholar Evelyn Duick. You can find our interview with Duick on Wired.com. She published an article last week in the Columbia Law Review, where she argues that the pandemic exposed the hollowness of social media platforms' claims to American-style free speech absolutism. Want more news you can use? Sign up for the Tech Into newsletter at Wired.com TT.
So if you ask anyone in the Wired newsroom, what's on your mind? Here's what some of us are thinking about. Big tech. The coronavirus pandemic. Climate change. Disinformation and election security. What policing should look like in the future. This is Get Wired. And I'm your host, Lauren Good. Every story about technology is really a story about people. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Get Wired. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.